This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Brewers on Tap. It is episode number 159 and we're coming to you from Cincinnati on this 4th of July as the Brewers getting set to finish up this four-game series with the in-division rival Cincinnati Reds and then we'll take off for another in-division rival in the Pittsburgh Pirates over the weekend before the All-Star break is upon us. It's hard to believe we're over halfway through the season in terms of games played and we're almost to the All-Star break. It has flown by, and the Brewers, by the way, in first place in the NL Central. They have a game lead currently on the Chicago Cubs. The Brewers have gone 4-3 and three over this past week. Uh, they were able to win the final game of the series against the Seattle Mariners last Thursday, then take two out of three from the Pirates over the weekend, and they are going for a series split this afternoon against the Cincinnati Reds. They won Monday's game, lost Tuesday's game in extra innings, and then were shut out on Wednesday night by Sonny Gray and the Reds by a score of 3 to nothing. Okay, here's the biggest news of the week, and that is that the Brewers have four All-Stars. Christian Yelich, a starter, no surprise. I think everybody anticipated that. He led the National League in votes. Mike Moustakis... Yasmani Grandal and Josh Hader also all named to the All-Star game, Moustakis and Grandal as reserves. And, of course, Josh will be a part of that bullpen. Yelich is going to be in the home run derby as well, and he was given the number one seed, which he should have been. He leads the majors in home runs. He was given the number one seed in the home run derby, and he will square off against Vlad Guerrero Jr. in the opening round of the home run derby on Monday night. How fun is that going to be? That, that should be really fun. Last year, Jesus Aguilar, of course, was in the home run derby. This year, Yelich will be in it. And that's certainly, eh, it's going to be fun for Brewers fans to sit back and see four all-stars in Cleveland at the Midsummer Classic. And, of course, see Yelich on Monday night in that home run derby. Uh, Josh Hader was named the NL Reliever of the Month. He had an unbelievable month of June. Um, Josh Hader was nearly perfect in the month of June. It's it's silly how good he is and how much we take him for granted at times. He gives up a run and everybody <laughs> looks at each other and is kind of confused because it just doesn't happen very often. But that's kind of the case. Uh, Josh Hader has had so much success that when anybody hits him at all, we all get confused. That's how good he's been. He is the NL reliever of the month for the month of June. And he also was the Brewers Pitcher of the Month for the month of June. Very understandable. And the Brewers Player of the Month for the month of June 
was Christian Yelich. Also pretty understandable. Might have been a second option there in terms of Eric Thames had a really good month, but when you put the numbers up next to each other, Christian Yelich doubled the at-bats, a little bit more production, hit for a higher average. Um, Look, you're not going to have to argue about Christian Yelich winning the uh, Player of the Month for the month of June. He, He was trending towards the National League Player of the Month for a good chunk of the month and then had a little bit of a tough stretch during that homestand, but he has picked it right back up on this road trip as Yelich with a home run on Monday and a home run on Tuesday. He now has 31 home runs on the season. He is the first Brewer to ever have 30-plus home runs before the All-Star break. It is a franchise record for Christian Yelich. The numbers just we can just keep throwing different numbers at you with Christian Yelich to impress you. I think we all understand what we're talking about. We're talking about a historical season from Christian Yelich backing up what was a historical season last year when he won the MVP. He has 31 home runs this year. He did not have his 31st home run last year until September the 17th. And again, he won the MVP. I mean, just let that soak in for a second just how dominant that he's been. If you want to look at his June numbers, by the way, Christian Yelich in the month of June put together this line. He hit 365. He had eight home runs. He drove in 18, had an OPS north of 1,100. He stole eight bases in the month of June as well. That is just other world uh, when you're talking about Christian Yelich. And for Josh Hader and his numbers in June, over the month of June, Josh Hader made nine appearances through 13 and a third innings, gave up one earned run, and gave up two hits in the entire month of June. Pretty much flat-out domination from Josh Hader. Again, that's something that we're very accustomed to. Of course, him being named to a second All-Star game, I had a chance to catch up to him, talk to him about what it means to him. Time to catch up with the crew. Brewers left-hander Josh Hader, named to your second All-Star game yesterday. Congratulations. What a cool honor. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great honor. You know, go back uh, definitely a second time back-to-back and to, you know, go with a, a good group of guys. Um, you know, hopefully we can get Woody in there. But um, the core group right there, that's going, it's, it's great. And we are, we're able to uh, represent the organization and, uh, you know, just really have a good time that week. Yeah, you go last year, and I think there was five guys last year, and this year four, and maybe a fifth. It's cool, and 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 it'll be some different faces too. Mike Mustaka is going to be there with you. Yasmani Grandal is going to be there with you as well. So kind of cool that your catcher is going to be there. And by the time you get into the game, it could be Yaz uh, doing the catching too. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, you know, that's the that's the fun part about it is uh, you know you get to showcase a little bit of your talents and uh, just enjoy it. It's the fun part about baseball. All right, so when you look at your month of June, you were just named the Brewers Pitcher of the Month uh, earlier today. Uh, Really pretty dominating stuff over the course of this month, and that's been kind of the case for most of the year for you. You've had a lot of success, but have you found anything in this month that's helped take you to an even greater level? Do you feel even better than you've normally felt this year? Um, physically, yeah. I mean, I've been able to uh, work with Meredith this offseason, really get into a really good uh, condition uh, with my body, my core, and 
uh, be able to put that into this year and um, you know really just stay consistent. That was my biggest thing. I think that's my biggest thing always is uh, how consistent can I be uh, on the mound and just through my routine and uh, be able to get my body where it should be able to go um, you know for this long season that we have. Your role this year has changed a little because of the injury to Corey Knable and with Jeremy not being available at the beginning of the season. So you've been you've been finishing more games, a lot of six-out type of situations. How have you enjoyed that role where you've been the guy finishing games a little bit more than even in years past? I enjoy it. Uh, you know, I really look forward to being in those pressure situations where you have to, you know, have your best stuff. It, it kind of uh, allows me to kind of push my body, myself, and, and my stuff to, uh, you know, be able to try and get these guys out uh, the best hitters in the game so um, it definitely is a, a good position for me um, just to really feel like I can attack these guys. You have uh, over the years learned a little bit more about yourself as a pitcher you, you, you were a starting pitcher coming through the organization so over the first couple of years of being a reliever you learn about how your arm bounces back and how many days in a row you can go and you've been used more on back-to-back days this year have you do you feel like your knowledge of the way your arm responds has grown a lot yeah and like I said before it's it's about getting a routine that works best for you and that's really what I've figured out is um, you know what can I do every day to get myself even if it's not a hundred percent and maybe you know eighty percent but how can I make that eighty percent my hundred percent that day and, and be uh, the best I can be and that was one of the things coming in is getting that routine being able to uh, just push your body and, and get it into a, a type of condition to where you know it's not going to get used to you know having those days off in between it's just just be random and uh, just go out there and use what you have that day. Matt Albers has got himself into a really good place right now, had a really good month of June. After the year he went through last year with domination for the first two months and then just the injuries and struggling over the second half, how fun is it for you to see him kind of get settled back in and establishing himself in this bullpen now? He's definitely a big part of our bullpen. He's a guy that we have to count on, uh, you know, and for him to uh, be able to attack the zone the way he's been able to and, and just use a sinker and a slider, I think, and even his changeup. I think that's the biggest thing is he's able to attack the zone early, get early outs, and uh, and be able to use all three pitches. And uh, he's, he's really uh, fun to, to be with in the bullpen and being able to, you know, pitch with him and go to battle with, uh, I mean, all these guys in the bullpen. I mean, it's... Uh, it's something that uh, it kind of makes you, you grow and, and kind of want to be better as a, as a pitcher. All right. Well, it cuts down on a couple of days that you can be out on the water fishing, but congratulations on going to the All-Star Game all the same. I know everybody in Milwaukee is excited for you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And my thanks to Josh Hader for giving us some time on the podcast this week. The Brewers made a couple of player moves last week as well that got a lot of attention. One was designating Hernan Perez for assignment. He did clear waivers, and he's been outrighted to San Antonio, which is good news for the crew. He is still in the organization. But the other move was optioning Travis Shaw back to San Antonio to work on a swing. And as a result, the Brewers brought up Keston Hira, demands second base now for the crew, move Mike Moustakas back to third. And Tyler Saladino comes up. He will be playing a lot of shortstop, and he can move around the field a little bit. He can play some left field. He played a lot of first base in San Antonio. And I had a chance to catch up with him when he got back with the crew to talk to him about what it means to be back in the big leagues. 
Tyler, let, let's start with your time in San Antonio this year. Last year you spent a lot of time up here at the big league level, had a lot of success, um, and you knew there was a shot you were going to spend some time in San Antonio this year, first year that they are the AAA affiliate of the Brewers. What what were you able to learn from that experience, and how do you think you bettered yourself as a player before coming back up? Uh, I thought it was a – I mean, I really enjoyed everything that we were doing down there because we have a – there's a really good group of guys. The staff's great. And our whole goal kind of was to just, like, be a good unit together, learn from each other, work with – we all we all enjoy working with each other um, every day. And then the mix that we had with – multiple utility players and that kind of thing going on we're just always out there you know having fun like shagging or doing outfield work or doing infield work so every single day was always just really productive and uh so and then it also brought us closer together so and then come game time we just go out and have fun last year you were pretty much a middle infielder here for the Brewers, when you left for San Antonio at the end of spring training, it was utility guy. You played some outfield during spring training. I know you played some first base as well during spring training and in San Antonio. How fun was it to kind of expand your horizon, so to speak? It was. I've never done anything like it, and it was awesome. Um, really liked just I, – I personally, uh, as much as playing all those different positions is fun, I personally like the dynamic that it created with the guys because ultimately – those are like those are your boys. Those are the guys you're going to be spending every single day with, and it just created great chemistry. And so every single day was just, uh, you know, whether it was whether I'm playing first and then someone else is in the outfield. It's funny because you're thinking about them being in the outfield. They're thinking about you being at first, and we're all just like talking about all the plays and all that, and just trying to trying to do our best and get better every day. So I, yeah, it was it's great. Always excited to get the call to come back up here, so I know you were excited when you got that opportunity to get back. But at the same time, when you got here, Greg Council was pretty adamant that you're going to play a lot, and you're going to play a lot at shortstop, and you're going to get a lot of opportunities. That had to make you feel good as well. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, I mean, yesterday going into it, I, it was kind of weird because I felt like it was the first day in the big leagues. Like It was like the closest feeling I ever had to my debut. And I was just really excited, and it just felt really good to be back here with everybody. And obviously we came up short, but, um, you know, today's a new day, and we got BP and all that coming up here in a few minutes anyway, so get right back to work. You put some good offensive numbers together in San Antonio. Uh, What was it in the offseason that you worked on to kind of get your swing dialed in? Because, I mean, you put up some good power numbers as well, and while the PCL's maybe a hitter's league, San Antonio is not a hitter's ballpark. Yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> the wolf, as they call it, is notorious for knocking some balls down. But uh, this offseason was just really productive. I was up in L.A. and able to work out with Yelly, Brian, Moussakis, and, and other guys. And then um, just kind of being around them, the workouts that we did, obviously, we were able to um, rebuild from the long season last year. And then get our strength, get you know, get make some some improvements strength-wise, and then also just kind of being around guys that have had so much success already in their career, and kind of just picking their brain a little bit, and um, hitting with hitting with them throughout the off season, just kind of understanding a little bit more of what's going on. I never really understood hitting as far as like the mechanics of it. 
and I was just trying like make an adjustment to get the barrel to the ball without really understanding a whole lot. So I think with a little bit more understanding, um, it kind of helps to uh, just kind of be in a better place most of the time. Um, so just working off of that and trying to make make the most of it, make every every at bat count. Well, Tyler, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for giving us some time. Congrats on being back up here. You're in the lineup again tonight, so best of luck. All right, thank you very much. Checking in on the farm. Well, as we check in on the farm, the Brewers minor league player and pitchers of the month have been named Trent Grisham is the player of the month for the month of June. Now, Trent Grisham split his time in June between AA and AAA. He earned the promotion to AAA San Antonio, and he did not slow down once he came up to AAA. Grisham hitting 256, four home runs, and 10 RBIs during his initial stretch in AAA, and of course named the Brewers Minor League Player of the Month for the month of June. Here's another little tidbit on Trent Grisham that is really encouraging. He has always had great plate discipline. He's always been a guy that takes walks over the course of his career. He's just 22 years old still. So 22 in AAA, he is back kind of and righted himself in terms of the timeline uh, for him as a prospect. Uh, he has drawn, though, 23 walks in June against just 15 strikeouts. You don't see that very often in this day and age where a guy has more walks than strikeouts, but that's been the case for Trent Grisham. Certainly an encouraging thing. And the pitcher of the month was right-hander Noah Zavallis. He is 23 years old. He is in high A with the Carolina Mudcats. He threw to a 3.07 ERA over 15 starts so far this year with 91 innings. But in June, he went 2-1 with an ERA of 2.70. So he is the Brewers' minor league pitcher of the month. Some other names that are turning some heads, Mauricio Dubon. Uh, having a really nice season in AAA with the San Antonio Missions, hitting above 300. He has 12 home runs. He's driven in 40 on the year and putting himself right on the doorstep of potentially earning a opportunity with the big league club before it's all said and done in 2019. Uh, there's going to be four All-Stars for the PCL. Uh, two of them will represent the Missions in the PCL uh, for the PCL in the AAA All-Star Game. Catcher David Freitas, uh, along with Tyler Saladino and Keston Hira, who of course won't be participating as long as they're still up with the crew, and one anticipates that they will be. And then reliever Jay Jackson, also named to the PCL All-Star team. The missions are sitting at 52-34 and 34 currently on the season. They uh, are in first place in the American Northern Division of the Pacific Coast League. The Biloxi Shuckers, they're 6-8 and eight in the second half. Remember, they already won the first half uh, of the Southern League South Division, so they're going to the playoffs no matter what. Alec Bettinger had a big month of June. Five starts, 29 and two-thirds innings, and his ERA was 2.12. He went 2-1 and one over the course of the month, and he's been an innings eater for the Shuckers. He has 88 in the third innings. That's third in the Southern League. In the Futures game coming up on Sunday, the Brewers will be represented by Devin Williams. What a story he is. Former second-round pick out of the St. Louis area in 2013. He was tracking very well through the Brewers' system. Then had to have Tommy John surgery prior to the 2017 season. Worked himself back onto the mound at the end of 2018. Back for the full season this year in 2019. And he's been really good um, this year in double A. A little bit of command issues at times, 
but that's coming back as he gets further and further away from the surgery. He had a big month of June, nearly unhittable. In eight appearances, he allowed just five hits, one run. He struck out 18 over 13 and a third innings, and he is going to be pitching in that Futures game in Cleveland on Sunday. So congratulations to Devin Williams. That's a big accomplishment for him coming back from what is a very tough injury. The Mudcats in the Carolina League are 6-8 and eight currently in their second half. We told you about Noah Zavolas. Uh, Aaron Ashby has been very good since being promoted to high A. He has uh, made four starts in ERA at 225 uh, over 24 innings on the mound, and opponents are hitting just 148 against him. And in Class A, the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, they are sitting at 8-5 uh, in the second half of the Midwest League season. Bryce Terang has done a really nice job. He hit a second home run of the season the other day. Of course, that's not what he's known for. He's known for batting average, getting on base, uh, stolen bases. This is a guy that can really run, and of course, he's a great defensive player. He is just 19 years old in the Midwest League. Very encouraging. And the Rocky Mountain vibes have begun play, and a couple of guys are turning heads there. Catcher Brian Torres, a 22-year-old out of Puerto Rico, uh, hitting uh, over 350 right now in 14 games, has five doubles. He's driven in six. And then Micah Bello, uh, the second-round pick last year out of Hawaii, hitting 311 with 11 extra base hits, 15 RBIs in his first 16 games. He's just 18 years old and doing some really good things in the Pioneer League. So there's a lot to be encouraged about. Of course, the Arizona League, the Brewers fielding two teams there, fielding one and a half teams essentially in the Dominican Summer League with a co-op with the Indians for one of the other teams. So uh, exciting stuff. Ethan Small's going to make a couple of appearances in the Arizona Fall League before probably getting bumped up to Wisconsin before it's all said and done. That's, of course, the Brewers' first-round pick uh, from this year. Antoine Kelly the left-handed second rounder, he has already made an appearance in the Arizona uh, in the Arizona Rookie League, and he delivered a scoreless couple of scoreless innings in that outing. The lefty has some big-time stuff, and he's going to be a fun project to watch for the Brewers over the next couple of years. That's a look on the farm. Let's see what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Well, what is coming up is a little bit of time off after this road trip uh, through Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. It is the All-Star break. Brewers resuming the home schedule next Friday, July the 12th. That is a five-county Friday against the San Francisco Giants. 7-10 start for that one. Then on Saturday, that's a 6-15 start. And that is Cerveceros night. You get that Cerveceros Sugar Skull bobblehead if you purchase the special Cerveceros night ticket package. It's presented by Aurora Healthcare. And uh, then on July the 14th, that's a 110 start on Sunday afternoon. That's the Cecil Cooper replica jersey presented by U.S. Cellular. So those are some big ones coming up. The Braves coming into town on the back end of that homestand. And uh, then the crew will go back out on the road and head to Arizona. Should be a fun couple of weeks. The Brewers in first place in the NL Central. Good representation in the All-Star Game. What more could you ask for? That is going to do it for us and this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. We will talk to you again soon. Have a great week, everybody. I'm Lincoln. Brewers, Brewers.